Hey everyone, welcome to Homer's Dope Nuts, a weekly Simpsons podcast where I, the Simpsons guy, and my co-host El Ray discuss and review every episode of The Simpsons ever made. We break down the episodes, discuss some of the references, and try to connect our younger listeners with the Simpsons family and how life has changed since the inception of the show over 30 years ago. We hope you enjoy it and provide feedback as we're always looking for ways to improve the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Homer's Dope Nuts. As always, I am your host, the Simpsons Guy, and I'm joined by El Ray. Hoi, uh, hoi, everybody. So, is this a sign that summer is finally over here? I think so. We got some rain today. Yes. And some cool breezes. Yes. Apparently, it's going to be in the 60s overnight sometime next week. That sounds nice. Can't wait. I'm going to go play some golf Monday morning. It's supposed to be about 68 degrees. Nice. Mm-hmm. Enjoy that while you can. Yeah, because... You never know when the heat's coming back. It'll just turn on you like that in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we are here to discuss the next episode in the Simpsons saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the ninth episode in the eighth season, which originally aired on January 5th of 1997. And the title is... El Viaje Misterioso de Nuestro Homer, or The Mysterious Voyage of Our Homer. And uh, we're going to continue the pattern that's been uh, going on, right, for the past, what, five episodes? Five episodes, yes. And uh, where we would usually have our chalkboard gag, we do not. Yes, there is none again. But we do have a couch gag. So, uh, we do see a recycled couch gag, which is the family arriving uh, via parachute. But, of course, they all land where they're supposed to, and Homer's chute doesn't open, and he just eats it, right? Yep, right on the floor. Yeah. So we have seen it before, but it is one of the funnier ones. So. Yeah, we get to hear Homer screaming in terror all the way down. It is pretty funny. Ah! Yeah. All right, so we're going to open up this episode at the, uh, at the breakfast table. The kids are eating, and Homer is looking through the newspaper. Like, oh, why do they have to put all this crud in my newspaper? He starts tossing stuff aside, right? World, the arts, religion. Aha! Here it is. Kicking back. Now, I I can get behind Homer on that one. Like, there was a section called Kicking Back. Yeah, that's that's right. That's the one I'm reaching for. Yeah, I'm going there first. Mm -hmm. So, he does open up the newspaper, very excited, but then he noticed there's a huge hole in the first page. And he's like, hey, who got something out of my paper? And he's looking at everybody. And he looks at Lisa. Lisa goes, not me. And then he looks at Bart. Bart goes, not me. I'm more of a male tamperer. And then Marge, he looks at her and she says, don't look at me. Just because I'm holding a pair of scissors. Scissors which I need to uh, gussy up these curtains. And she starts trimming the curtains. Yeah. Right, looking at Homer. Um, That's a really, really... Bad play right there. Yeah. Because later on, right now, what we're going to see is she's sitting down with Homer on the couch, and she's sewing back, she's sewing the curtains back together. Yes, she is. Mm. Her own mistake there. So, uh, we hear the phone ring, and Homer answers it. Yellow. Oh, hi, Lenny. And then Marge just, like, bolts, right? Like, Mm. off the couch. And, uh... Yeah, and Homer's like, no, why would I need a ride to this... 
Why would I need a ride this afternoon? And Marge is there with a vacuum on and she is, you know, totally going around Homer so he can't hear Lenny on the phone. And Homer's like, where? To the big annual what? And Marge starts hitting the telephone uh, connection with the vacuum, right? Mm -hmm. And finally the plug comes off the wall. And I was like, Lenny? Oh, well, if it was big and annual, I'm sure they had mentioned it in the newspaper. So he hasn't caught on yet. Yep. So later on that afternoon, we see Homer laying back on the couch and he's got a tennis ball inside of a, one of those long socks, tube socks. Yeah. And he's like dangling the, the sock and the ball over Santa's little helper who grabs onto it. And we just see Homer laying back. Yeah, it's a lazy dog dangling afternoon. That's pretty hilarious. Yes, it is. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. And then, so Homer kind of, you know, comes to his senses a little bit and he's, something's off and he sees that Marge is smoking. Mm -hmm. Right? And he's like, when did you start smoking? Right? Yeah, and uh, Marge's like, well, I just felt like filling the house with the rich, satisfying sm smell of tobacco, which makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. So she blows a puff of smoke right in Homer's face. And she coughs. <coughs> and Homer's just like, okay. Like he's, you know, he thinks she's crazy. Uh -huh. And he says, all right, I'm going to go outside to uh, get some fresh air. And Marge flips out. She tries to get in front of him. He said, no. Right. And Marge's like, Marge's like, no, right? Yeah. And then Homer's just like, what's wrong with you? What are you trying to hide from me? And he opens the door, and he catches a scent. He starts sniffing. He's like, what's that smell? Onions? Chili powder? Cumin? Juicy ground chuck? It's chili! Oh, my God! I'm missing the chili cook-off! <laughs> and, like, and he starts like a kid. I'm missing the chili the cook-off. It's going on right now, and I'm missing it. <laughs> and Marty's like, all right, I was trying to keep it from you, but, but I had a good reason. Every time... You go to that cook-off, you get drunk, you get as drunk as a poet on payday. <laughs> she says, remember last year? Uh -huh. Right? Then we cut back. So we see Homer. Drunk. As a skunk. Yeah. He's inside the candy, uh, the cotton candy machine mm -hmm. with his, with a duff. Yeah. While the cotton candy machine covers him in cotton candy. And people are just looking at him like, so he jumps out of the machine. He goes, look at me. I'm a puffy pink cloud. As he's running around drunkenly. Yeah, you can't over-exaggerate how hammered he is in this yes. scene. It's crazy. It is. I'm surprised they didn't have to take him to the hospital to get his stomach pumped. Yeah. So he climbs off the machine, right? Mm -hmm. Lies on the ground. And all these dogs come up and start licking him. Yep. <laughs> Hilarious. Yep. So we go back to the present. And Homer is rifling through the closet. And I was like, well, of course, everything looks bad if you remember it. Now, where are my chili boots? And he finds them. He's like, ah. Now, um, when I was in the army, uh, we were in, over in Iraq. And uh, we had to go do something, right? Like, I wasn't quite dressed yet. And the guy goes, what are you, what are you looking for? I'm like, my chili boots. <laughs> He's like, what the hell are chili boots? Oh, he didn't know. He didn't know. Oh, man. He was a little kid who didn't know. Oh, that's a joke wasted. A good yeah. joke wasted. Mm -hmm. You know what? 
It would be nice to have have a pair of chili boots. Yeah. You never know when the chili boots are going to come in handy. It's true, man. I'm a Texan. I don't have a pair of chili boots. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not right. <laughs> nope. I should. I might have to. And so, all right, he finds his boots. And Marge is like, okay, we'll go to the chili cook-off, but I want you to promise that you won't have any beer. And Homer's like, okay, quit nagging me. I won't have any beer. Sheesh. Why don't you grab a cigarette or something? And she starts, mm, I suppose I could, right? She puts <laughs> her finger over her mouth like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, uh, we don't want to get Marge into anything, because like, you know how she is with gambling. Yeah. I, I think she's got one of those easily addictive personalities. Yeah, I'm sure she does. That would make sense. Uh-huh. So next thing we know, they arrive at the cook-off, and uh, Homer... Is trying to move everybody along. Like, Come on, uh-huh. <laughs> like a kid. And I love what Lisa says here. She's, they're all talking about what they're gonna do. Right? She's like, I'm gonna go get some vegetarian chili before they get desperate and add meat. <laughs> <laughs> Bart's like, I'm gonna go claim some valuable to the lost and found. Very good. That's a very good idea. Yeah. And uh, then we see Marge, right, and at this little store, a little bit of Lenny. And it's craft <laughs> items, right? So yep. apparently Lenny's super into uh, crafts. Yes. And she's there like, oh, look at that adorable spice rack. Eight spices. Some must be doubles. Oregano. What the hell? <laughs> so apparently Marge is so bland. Yes. Like this, literally bland. <laughs> she doesn't know about delicious spices. Marge's <sighs> cooking must not be that great. Yeah. Well, you know, there's that uh, that uh, stereotype. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, stereotype about white people. Mm-hmm. They don't season their food enough. Ah, that's true. <clears throat> so we'll see. Yeah. So Homer's like, Marge, we're missing the chili. Less artsy, more fartsy. Nice. <laughs> Good line. Uh-huh. So Marge says that you know she likes crafts more than she likes stuffing her face with chili. And Homer's like, Fine, I'll come find you when I'm ready to stop having fun. <laughs> And Mark says, remember your promise, no drinking, and they walk apart. And Homer's like, stupor pooper. Right, yes, because she is being a downer. Uh, I did not let him have beer at the Chili Festival, uh, but I get that he's made his own bed on this one. Yeah, but I'd say three, no more. He's reasonable. Yeah, be reasonable. Well, anyway, so Marge <clears throat> is uh, wandering around, and she happens upon a very large dance floor. Where we see a bunch of people playing the square dance music. Right? Yeah, the square, square dance. dance. Uh-huh. And we see Helen Lovejoy. Yes, yeah, she's like, howdy, howdy, margin home. Oh, my mistake. Homer's not even with you. Probably just knocking back a few refreshments. <laughs> she laughs at. Uh-huh. Oh man. And Marge's like, thank you for your concern, Helen. Homer isn't drinking today. And then I was like, oh, I think he's lovely that he said that. And that you believed him. Like, man, she's mean. <laughs> yeah, she is. And this is when Reverend Lovejoy steps in. Like, now, Helen, let us not glory in Homer's, in Homer's binge drinking. There, but the, for the grace of God, goes Marge herself. So bad. Uh-huh. And so, music's playing, right? And Homer is going to the actual cook-off, right? Because he, he walks in like it's a western. Yeah, right, like the sheriff's coming into town. He's got his cowboy hat on, his yeah. cowboy boots. Yep. He's got his chili ma- boots. Yep, and he's got his his wooden, wooden spoon. spoon. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And the people are like, oh, "There he is!" Right. And we hear Lenny say, "They say he carved it himself." 
from a bigger spoon. <laughs> and so the first uh, vendor that he goes up to, Firehouse Ned's Five Alarm Chili. So he walks up and says, Five Alarm Chili, eh? And Ned, of course, is there. He's like, uh-huh. So Homer tries some. One, two. Hey, what's the big idea? And Ned says, oh, I admit it. It's only two alarm, two and a half tops. I just wanted to be a big man in front of the kids. <laughs> and Todd's like, Daddy, are you going to jail? We'll see, son. We'll see. <laughs> oh, Ned. He's taking this a little too seriously here. I know, right? So then we see Marge wa- uh, watching the dancing that's going on on the dance floor. And this is when one Waylon Smithers walks up to her. And man, does he look like one big old cowpoke? Oh yeah, I mean the you rhinestone got, cow. Yeah, rhinestone you know what? Cowpoke. The duds are pretty cool. I, I got for Smithers. I'm digging the duds. Man. Mm-hmm. So yes, he's all to the nines, right? He says, "Evening, little lady. You reckon a square could get a dance?" <laughs> and Mars like, looks complicated. Do you know how? He says, "Ma'am, I wouldn't honk the honk if I couldn't talk the talk." <laughs> and he turns around. He pulls his thing on his uh, vest. He's got a bowler tie. Yeah, and the back of his uh, his uh, jacket starts lighting up. Yeah, and it says, Hot Nashville Nights. Uh-huh. Man, he went all out on that. Yeah. Pretty cool. And then we cut back to the uh, cook-off, right? And Homer walks up to Moe's Chili Bar. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he takes a, he takes a, a bit, right? Like, a bland, timid entry, suitable for... Perhaps for patients recovering from surgery. And Moe is just gutted by yes. what he said, right? Homer's kind of sounded like the comic book guy at this festival. Right? Yeah, he's just being a jerk. Yep. And so he walks off and he finds Chief Wiggum's a little tent, right? And uh, <laughs> he, he's talking about Homer. He's like, look at him over there. Thinks he's the Pope of Chili Town. Uh-huh. So he's a. Uh, it's a cool tent, by the way. Yeah, he's kind of surrounded by like skulls and other stuff that looks um, occult. Yes, very occult. And he puts on his welding mask and gloves on while he's stirring the boiling cauldron. Yeah. And uh, Homer steps up to him, right, and we hear the theme music from the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, yeah. By the way, guys, yeah, super metal-looking setup that yes. <laughs> Wiggum has there. You got to give him an A-plus for the... He went all out for here. ...for the display. Right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. And so Wiggum there says, Afternoon, Homer. Care for some chili? I've added an extra ingredient just for you. And then it's all dramatic. The merpilous, merciless peppers of... Okay, you're going to have to help me here. Of Quetzalzatatenango. There you go. And... He gets this pepper, right? He grabs it with uh, with like tongs, uh-huh. right? It's and like red it's and glowing. yellow. Glowing, yeah. It's just pulsing. And, and you hear it like a rattlesnake. Yep, and the crowd's like <gasps> freaking out, right? Mm-hmm. He says, uh, grown deep in the jungle primeval by the inmates of Guatemalan insane asylum. And he throws the pepper uh, back into the pot, right? Just mm-hmm. like, the sizzle. And Homer's like, uh, Wiggy, my chili's getting cold. <laughs> So everyone kind of like gasps and holds their breath as Homer reaches in and picks the pepper off of off of the chili. Yeah, not even the chili itself. He grabs the pepper. The pepper, yes. 
And uh, as soon as it makes contact with his tongue, we see his tongue turn bright red, and Homer starts to scream like a little girl. Yep, and everyone is laughing. Mm -hmm. And so he, like, steals an ice cream cone from a little girl, and this part's hilarious because his tongue is so hot that he can't even put the ice cream. It melts and falls down before it hits his tongue. Uh That's a great little piece of animation. Yep. That was good. So then we see him grab about six mugs of beer. Yeah, he just sees it, the beer, yeah. And he's like hoisting it up to, to chug them all down. And this is when Marge sees him. Oh. And she reminds him of the promise. Yep. And he's like, well, I need it. Yeah. Oh, and God. his tongue is all hurting. So he can't. He sounds like he's drunk mm-hmm. when he's talking to Marge. Yeah. And the beer smell and it's all over him. He's just not looking good at this mm-hmm. point. So then Homer runs away and we see him find some water and he's sitting down at the table surrounded by glasses of water and he keeps chugging them down. And uh, he is very upset that Wiggum made him look like a fool. Yep. And he actually he grabs what he thinks is water, but it turns out to be a candle. Mm-hmm. And just then Ralph is walking by and he's like, wait, mister, you're drinking a candle. You don't want to get wax in your mouth, do you? And Homer's like, hmm, maybe I do, son. Maybe I do. And we see him chug the the contents down, and then he spits out a stream of wax that kind of like solidifies in mid-spit. He kind of breaks it off, and he says, outstanding. (laughs) And so then we cut to him walking back to Wiggum's booth, Mm -hmm. and his... Whole tongue is covered in wax, right? Even his lips are covered in wax. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Wiggum's there. Hey, everybody, look who's back. It's the big baby. Oh, this porridge is too hot. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, everybody starts laughing. Mm-hmm. But Homer just gives him the spoon in silence. And he says, want some more, do you? Well, sure. Heck. It's not my job to talk people out of killing themselves. Actually, it is, sir. It is his job (laughs) to do that. Uh, And everyone is surprised when Homer digs out a bunch of peppers and downs one and then downs two more. Yeah. And uh, he's got a crowd watching now. So Quimby's there and he's like, good Lord, this can't be happening. And Hibber's like, by all medical logic, steam should be shooting out of his ears. Because he says, his ears? If we're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh, God. So Homer shows off and he gulps down another one. And he bows in front of the audience. And he goes, well, Chief, why don't you quit your day job? Whatever that is. Oh, God. So the crowd's there applauding, right? Homer walks away feeling good. And he's like, he's sad that Marge wasn't there to see, right? Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, his stomach rumbles, right? And he starts walking around in pain, and he's looking for help. And then we see Flanders. He's like, well, sure, buddy. I'd be glad to help out. Uh, what can... And then we start, we start to see that Homer is starting to trip out. Yes. Because Ned... Becomes, he just gets all wiggly. You just hear diddly doodly, hobbly hibbly goobly goobly gobbly gobbly hi. <laughs> and Homer screams and he falls. 
and uh, everyone just thinks he's drunk as a skunk again, don't they? Yeah. Uh huh. And then we see Jasper. Kugu Gabju. And then Nelson. <laughs> right? Like, it's weird. Uh huh. And then we see Krabobble. Uh-huh. Of course, these, he's still tripping out, right? So they're not exactly themselves. Yeah. But then when Krabobble speaks, we, we hear the Charlie Brown teacher thing. Wah, 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 wah. wah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was clever, by the way. Yes. And then we hear uh, Barney just do this crazy burp. Yep. Yeah. And Homer screams, runs away, crashing through a wooden fence. And yeah, Ralph is looking and says, hey, mister, do you need some help? And Otto says, let him go, Ralph. He knows what he's doing. And Homer <laughs> is just screaming like, like crazy. Right? Yep. Man, it's so funny. I was letting him go on the spiritual journey. Yeah, I don't know what's up. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Uh-huh. so Homer is hyperventilating, and his skin is kind of like emitting sweat, but it's not really sweat, mm-hmm. right? It's just some kind of liquid, right? Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, retrace your steps. Woke up, fought with Marge, ate Guatemalan insanity peppers." Then I, oh, <laughs> he realized it was a Guatemalan insanity peppers. Yes, he drugged himself. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so the landscape's morphing around, right? And uh, he's like, where am I? Shelbyville? And a big giant uh, butterfly just like dive bombs him. He's, he's like, man, this is crazy. I hope I didn't, I didn't brain my damage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So then we see Homer's face kind of like sink inward and his head pops out on the other side. And he decides to check his pupils in the because there's a there's a stream nearby. Right. So he looks in the stream and uh, he sees he's he's really, really tripping out here. Right. His pupils are doing a bunch of weird things while he's looking at the at his reflection. Then the stream turns into a giant snake that kind of like goes all around Homer and it hisses at him. That's a Doors reference. Yes. Uh, Ride the snake. Yep. <laughs> when he was uh, in the desert tripping. Yep. Ride the snake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he says, he decides he needs to be leaving, right? He walks uh, toward the horizon and as he's walking, he sees the sun move up. Then he steps back and the sun comes back down. And he does this a few times going back and forth <laughs> until the sun hits the ground and shatters. <laughs> and he yells, note to self, stop doing anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we cut back to the real world. Yep. <laughs> and Marge is standing by the exit of the cook-off looking for Homer, right? And she's asking, has anyone seen Homer? And Helen... Just as he says, it's Helen Lovejoy. He's right there. He's like, Marge, better you hear it from me than some other gossipy neighbor. Homer made a total jackass of himself. <laughs> and then the Reverend jumps in. He's like, Helen, that's enough. Call off your dogs. But someone had to tell her, and I got here first. She is horrible. Yes, she is. Not a very good Christian woman. And Marge is pissed. He's like, ah, no beer, huh? I guess I know what a promise from Homer J. Simpson is worth. Yeah, she is not happy. Uh-uh. So then we cut back to Homer and his little trip. His chili trip. Uh, 
And Homer is kind of like spelling out help with a bunch of rocks. But one of the rocks kind of like stands up and walks away, right? <laughs> and he's like, hey, buddy, get back here with the other rocks, right? But he realizes that it's not a rock. It's a tortoise. Yes. And the tortoise is crawling and it leaves a message in the dirt, in the dirt right? Real slow. So Homer's there reading, follow the... <gasps> this must be right here. Follow it. Follow it. Hurry up. And it says, follow the tortoise. Oh! <laughs> Not happy about that. Nope. So he's like, following the tortoise, and he's kind of like nudging it along so it'll move faster. Mm -hmm. He's like, when I'm kicking you, that means hurry up. Then he gets upset because it's a turtle and it's not going to walk very fast, <laughs> right? So he punts the turtle, the tortoise, and then he runs after it as it's flying through the air. Just kicked it in the direction it was going. Uh, but you notice that when he's running, he kind of like glides. Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's like really he's a great. natural runner. This is such a cool scene. Just yes, the, the animation of it is mm -hmm. awesome. And uh, he comes up to this tiny Aztec-looking pyramid, right? And the tortoise kind of po points to it. And we're like, oh, you want me to climb that, huh? No problemo. But before he does... <laughs> Of course, he's tripping. Mm -hmm. The pyramid just starts growing out of the ground, huge, right? <laughs> and he's like, oh, and he looks at the turtle and he says, this is because I kicked you, isn't it? <laughs> and the turtle the turtle just nods back. <laughs> That's the best part, like, yes, uh -huh. I did that. <laughs> That's what he gets. So we go back to the real world and the Simpsons are all driving home. Bart is wearing a hat that says, time for chili. He's got a clock on it, right? Uh-huh. And Bart's like, Lise, check it out. Time for chili. And this is like, I saw it, Bart. You're just mad because there's no clock in your hat. What hat? This baby's wasted on an idiot like you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bart says, where's Homer? And Marge's like, she's clenching her teeth. Like, your father decided to, she'd rather come home in a taxi. Or a police car. <laughs> And so we cut, she's upset, and we come back to Homer on his trip, and he's dying, gasping for air, because he gets to the top of the uh, pyramid, right? And at the top, he sees Marge with her back to him, mm -hmm. right? And he tries to get her to look at him. He starts running around her, and he never sees her face. And he's like, hey, fight fair! I never do this to you! <laughs> And as, as he says that, a strong wind blows and she turns into like sand. She just, you know, fades away. Yeah. Right. And Homer's like, he can't, he can't stand this place anymore. And he's like wondering what the hell he's doing there, right? He's like, and then we hear a voice. You're on a quest for knowledge. By the way, you recognize that voice? Who is it? I, I didn't. It's one Johnny Cash. There you go. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Super awesome. And so uh, he looks up at the sky and the moon turns into a giant eye, right? Then it turns in and then this like planet floats down next to the eye and it turns into another eye. And then the rest of a smiling canine face appears in the sky. The face liquefies, right? And then it goes on. It gets its way to Homer and then it materializes into a, a coyote, mm -hmm. right? And of course, this coyote is voiced by one giant cat. Cody goes, fear not, Homer. I am your spirit guide. And we're like, uh, hiya. <laughs> there is a lesson you must learn. 
It's about laying off the insanity peppers. I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> so the coyote goes, I speak of a deeper wisdom. The problem, Homer, is that the mind is always chattering away with a thousand thoughts at once. He says, yeah, that's me, all right. <laughs> He's got this dumb look in his eye, right? Like, nothing is going on. Uh-huh. So the coyote goes, clarity is the path to inner, inner peace. And so Homer's like, asked, okay, what should he do, right? Should I meditate? Should I get rid of all my possession? And the coyote goes, ha! Are you kidding? If anything, you should get more possessions. You don't even have a computer. <laughs> and uh, I wonder what happened to the... I guess the, the company took it back. The work computer. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not disabled anymore. Not disabled with, anymore. With hyper-obesity. And Homer's like, you know, I've been meaning to take a spiritual journey. And I would. And as he says that, the coyote's chewing on his leg. He's like, hey, knock it off. And he kicks it. And then goes, oh, sorry, I am a coyote. <laughs> and he says, look, just give me some inner peace or I'll mop the floor with you. <laughs> so the coyote tells Homer that he has to find his soulmate, mm -hmm. the one whom he shares a profound mystical understanding. And Homer's like, oh, that's easy. It's Mark, uh -huh. right? But the coyote kind of runs off and he asks him, is it? As it disappears. And so Homer starts thinking, oh, okay. And just then Homer sees a ghost train and it comes right at him, right? And it runs over him and that's where he comes to, snaps out of it because he's hit in the head with a golf ball. Yep, that was the ghost train. Yep. Hit by one Kent Brockman. Yep. Right? And he's, Kent is upset. Yeah, he's very upset. Mm -hmm. He goes, hey, security, get these bums off the... Yeah, out of the bunkers. Uh -huh. um, you know, I get that he's mad, but at the same time, you hit a bad shot, Kent. Sorry, play it as advice. <laughs> <laughs> From one golfer to another. Uh -huh. So Homer goes, huh? Golf course? Did I dream that whole thing? Maybe the desert was just a sand trap. Oh, and I bet that crazy pyramid was just the pro shop. Which is the pro shop on top of a giant pyramid. <laughs> mm hmm <laughs> And that talking dog was really, that talking coyote was really just a talking dog. And we hear the dog, hi, Homer, find your soulmate. And Homer goes, wait a minute, there's no such thing as a talking dog. No, you just hear the dog, bark. And Homer goes, damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> and so we cut back to the Casa de Simpson. And Bart and Lisa are in the kitchen, right? And so Bart's having a conversation, right? So He's having a conversation. He's, we jump and it's like, so then I says to Mabel, I says. And then Homer walks in. Hi, kids. Like, I'll finish this later. Hi, Dad. And Homer goes, where's your mother? And he says, out back. So Homer walks back. And Bart says, so anyway, I says to Mabel, I says. <laughs> and we stop there. Yes, we never know what the hell he said to Mabel. Never know what happened with Mabel. Uh -huh. So in the backyard, Marge is putting the laundry out to dry. And uh, she doesn't want to look at him. Yeah, she even, like, you can tell she gets, like, tensed up when he's around. Mm -hmm. Homer goes, oh, ho, I guess you're cranky because I didn't come home last night. And Marge says, I'm cranky because my husband got drunk and humiliated me, humiliated me in front of the entire town. You broke your promise, Homer. And Homer goes, oh, honey, I didn't get drunk. 
I just went on a strange fantasy world. <laughs> and he says, you should believe me. I mean, I am your soulmate. <laughs> and Mars like, don't you soulmate me? Oh, she's upset. Uh-huh. And so Homer's like, uh-oh. <laughs> and so that night, Marge is sleeping alone upstairs. And Homer is pacing back and forth by the couch. Wondering if Marge is really his soulmate. Mm-hmm. He's doubting himself right now. So he goes, we don't have anything in common. He opens up the record cabinet with Marge and Homer sections, right? He's like, look at these records. Jim Neighbors, Glenn Campbell, the Doodle Town Pipers. Now look at her records. They stink. Ah, <laughs> uh, Homer's in his weird taste in music. Yeah, who the hell are the Doodle Town Pipers? Yeah. I may have to look for them on Spotify. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> and uh, then, uh, so... Homer goes outside and he's just, you know, kind of walking away because he feels like, no, but you know what? His soulmate is not to be found in this house. So, yes. He walks away dejected. And then we cut to uh, the next, I guess the next day, right? No, it's still that same night. Oh, is it the same night? Okay, 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 it is. And we see Homer laying on a sofa. And he's speaking to a guy in a suit, right? And he's saying, I always just figured my wife was my soulmate. But if it's not Marge, then who is it? Where do I begin looking? And the guy is there with a little notepad and pencils like, this really goes beyond my training as a furniture salesman, sir. Now, if you don't want the sofa, I'll have to ask you to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Trying Uh, to get free therapy. (laughs) uh Uh-huh. So then we see Homer walking to Moe's, and he buys Barney a beer, and he calls him Soulmate. And Barney's kind of like, not your soulmate, really more of a chump. Uh-huh. And then Lenny, we see him, what does he describe himself as? Uh, Crooney. Then Carl. Acquaintance. Larry. A colleague. Sam. Sympathizer. Bumblebee Man. Compadre. Kearney. Associate. Hibbert. Contemporary. And then we see Mo, and he's like, I'm a well-wisher in that I don't wish you any specific harm. <laughs> so... Homer's soulmate is not to be found at the bar. Nope. Either, right? And, uh, oh my God, this is so funny. Go for it, yeah. <laughs> so he so goes good. to the payphone and he's got the newspaper, right? He's got, I guess he's got a want ad, all right? He's like, hello, is this uh, GBM? Uh, yeah. I read the, the personals that you were looking for, that you were seeking a soulmate. Well, I also like rainy days in movies. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, no. I don't like that. Or that. Uh, no, it's not that I'm afraid. I'm going to hang up now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's such a good one. So am I to think that GBM stands for gay black man? Yeah. Back <laughs> when they had personals ads. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, I don't like that. No. Or, or that. that. <laughs> I'm going to go now. <laughs> Freaked him out. Yep. So Homer goes, oh, I give up. Then we hear the coyote, find your soulmate, Homer. Find your soulmate. And Homer's like, where? Where? This is just your memory. I can't give you any new information. <laughs> uh, so then we cut through Homer walking around Springfield with uh, that song, At 17, no, by I Janice have... Ian. Mm-hmm. Right? It's playing. And he's searching for his soulmate as he rushes into Mayor Quimby's campaign headquarters 
under the banner that says your best friend in government. Then but then they're kicking his ass out shortly after. Yeah, yeah, he's not his soulmate either. So next thing we know, we're standing in front of a pet shop, and we see him. We, he sees a couple of fishes kissing. Right, they're called kissing fishes. But as he admires them, one of them opens up its mouth and swallows the other one whole. And then it looks at Homer. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> like he's next. So then Homer continues walking. He gets to the community outreach office. And uh, they uh, tell him to leave. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're not interested in what Homer no. is asking for. So then he finally winds up at the waterfront. Where he sees a bright light. It turns out to be the lighthouse. I forgot that these guys have a big old marina too. Yes. Yeah. How big is Springfield? Pretty damn big. So then he decides that the lighthouse keeper is the loneliest man in the world. Yes, he must be, right? Yep, and must be his soulmate. So he rushes to the lighthouse and uh, <laughs> one of those big old waves <laughs> knocks him over in the process. <laughs> He's got like starfish and all this stuff on him, right? Uh-huh. And uh, so he sees the door to the lighthouse and he says that this lighthouse is operated by Earl. Mm-hmm. And so he rushes in. He's like, here I come, buddy. No more loneliness for Homer and Earl. But he finds out what Earl means when he gets to the main room. Earl stands for Electronic Automatic Robotic Lighthouse. Mm. Homer's like, a machine? Earl's a machine? Oh, that's just perfect. Homer's desperate search for a soulmate has yielded a lighthouse-keeping robot. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so... uh Homer's standing right in front of the light at this point. Yeah. And it's going off, and he doesn't know, but his silhouette is being projected by the lighthouse, right? Uh-huh. And all of Springfield sees him. Because we see Bart and Lisa brushing their teeth, right? And Bart's like, hey, look, is that Dad? And Lisa looks, she's like, either that or Batman's really let himself go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great Yes, it is. Oh, my God. So we go back to the lighthouse, and Homer is still feeling sorry for himself. He's like, oh, I'm a lonely, insignificant speck on a has-been planet orbited by a cold, indifferent sun. I mean, he's not wrong, but... (laughs) Doesn't have to get all philosophical on this. Exactly. And uh, he stops because he hears a horn in the distance, right? And he says, you know what? If I bring that ship over here, then I won't be lonely anymore. So he decides that he's going to turn off the light not to ward off the ship. Yeah. And bring it towards him. Uh-huh. So he throws a fire extinguisher into the light. And of course, our old friend Captain McAllister is captaining that ship. Uh-huh. And McAllister goes, Hey, matey, nary a warning light to be seen. Tis a clear sailing ahead for our precious cargo. And the sailor says, uh, uh, Would that be the hot pants, sir? Aye, the hot pants. <laughs> the precious cargo. So, uh, yeah, we hear, we're back in the lighthouse, right? Homer's just giggling. And then we hear footsteps. The door opens, and it's Marge. And she was worried about him because she woke up and Homer was gone. He's like, but how did you find me? And she starts, well, I was sure you'd be on foot because you always say public transportation is for losers. And I was sure you'd head west because Springfield slopes down that way. That's how lazy he is, I'm guessing. Uh-huh. And then I saw the lighthouse. 
and I remembered how you love blinking lights, like the one on the waffle iron. And Owen goes, or that little guy on the don't walk sign. <laughs> so he goes, wow, Marge, you really do understand me. See, I thought we weren't soulmates because... We had a fight. Right, and we don't like the same things. It's like you're from Venus. And you're from Mars. Oh, sure. Give me the one with all the monsters. <laughs> but at that moment, Homer realizes that, yes, him and Marge do have the profound mystical understanding of each other. And Homer's like, oh, Marge, you're number one. We're number one in your face, Space Coyote. Marge is like, Space Coyote? <laughs> she doesn't know. <laughs> uh -uh. But then Homer stops celebrating when he hears the ship. And he realizes that they have to get the light back on. Mm -hmm. And so Marge is freaking out too. She starts checking the closet into spare bulbs. Mm -hmm. Right? She throws away an empty box. And she has a new bulb. And she goes up the ladder. And she installs them. And then we see, we're, back, we're on the boat and we see Captain McAllister. Jonathan Livingston Seagull. We're on a collision course. Hard a starboard. And Sailor says, uh, port? I port. <laughs> <laughs> and so the ship gives the lighthouse a wide berth, right? Soulmates are kissing, right? Uh -huh. Even Marge there. Uh -huh. But the ship missed the lighthouse and it runs aground. On some jagged rocks. Yes, and all this precious cargo goes into the water. And then we see Chief Wiggum and a crowd of people looking at all the stuff that's floating on the water. We was like, look at all them hot pants. Let me see Lenny there's like, hey, who likes short shorts? And the crowd goes, we like short shorts. Oh, God. Remember that commercial? Yes. Who wears short shorts? Yes, yes. And that song does play while Homer and Marge are kissing. We wear short shorts. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. And the credits roll. Yep. And we end the episode this way. Now, where did they get the idea of having Homer trip out on uh, chili? Insanity and peppers. Insanity peppers. I don't know. Super awesome. But mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah. That was brilliant. Yeah. It's, yeah, that just makes the whole episode. The whole thing. Oh, God. It's just so, how do you say it? Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's funny. It really is. I mean, I love that the, the, the whole plot, you know, the main plot is him and Marge's relationship. But man, the whole chili festival scene and the trip out afterwards is just great. <laughs> God, man. he That was some, some uh, weird-ass trip he was on. Yeah. And By then, the way, has that ever happened to you? Not that you tripped out on peppers, but you ever eaten, like, so many or the, the wrong type that it just messed up your day? Yeah. Done that hot ones challenge. Oh God! Yeah, uh, that hurt for a little while. Yeah, one time me and my buddy were up in McAllen, and we ordered the the hottest wings that they had there. Four hours later, we were still trying to finish them off oh, while we were sweating off a storm. Oh, God, man! I got home, I couldn't sleep. Oh, God, it was that bad? It was that bad? Yes. Ugh, that does not sound fun at all. It wasn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, yeah, it's it's such a cool... I love Wiggum's booth, man. It's, it's so cool. Uh, 
grown from the jungle prime evil of Quetzal Zatatiango. <laughs> Yeah, just a, a, a great one. I like how he calls out Ned, too. That's a, uh, this is just... This, only two, long, two and a half tops. Are you going to jail, Daddy? <laughs> so um, what? how many donuts would you give this episode? You know, it, it's one of those that just... The Chili Festival and the trip, it's a five. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Like, it just makes the episode. We don't see that very often. Mm-hmm. We don't see the, you know, the animators doing that kind of stuff, which is really, really neat. Huh? Yeah. I mean, come on. If you've got Johnny Cash as a voice in here, it has to be the five-minute episode. So. The late, great Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. And who will ever forget Homer's Chili Boots? Yeah. Come on. Chili Boots? That's the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. It's a five-donut episode for me also. Uh, it's in my top 15 for sure. I don't know about top 10. Maybe, maybe not. And one of these days, I actually need to sit down. Rank them out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is one of those episodes that I don't care what I'm doing. I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to watch this. You have to. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> see, him, see him walk into the chili festival. That's so cool. Yeah, like a, a spaghetti western style. Yeah. And then the gossipy Helen Lovejoy. Uh-huh. Man, just little jokes here and there are great. Who knew that Smithers liked to square dance? Uh, I, I'm sorry. Loved to, loves oh, to square dance. He's all dance. about it, man. Yeah. He's all about it. Craziness. Yes. Um, it was one of these episodes where you don't even miss uh, not seeing Burns. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, mm. I mean, there's not a lot of characters in this one. A lot mm. of supporting characters. No. Theater doesn't need it. It's great. Yes. I'm um, still trying to... Maybe one day I'll go on a chili trip. But I need to find chili that's good enough to send me on a trip like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been to a chili festival. Probably, so I, I should go check one out. You ever eat, like, step down eating something or like, oh, you're transported somewhere else because yes. it's so yes. good? Yes, yes. So, good. Yes. so I'm hoping I find some chili that does that for me one day. Keep hunting. Yeah. Is it... Is it... Um, Tacky to say that the best chili I've had is from Wendy's. Uh, I don't know. I like I like Wendy's chili. Yeah. I have a friend of mine that apparently makes an awesome chili. I'm gonna have to ask him to do that. Yeah. Get get a sample. My mom makes good chili. Oh, does she? Yeah. yeah. I've never tried to make chili. She makes it with some cornbread too. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's awesome. You know, I was thinking maybe you could try doing some chili, but instead of ground beef, is brisket in there. Ooh, brisket chili. Mm-hmm. It'd be a whole thing. Yep, yep. I'm in. Put that in some uh, in a Frito pie. There you go. Ooh. Sounds fun. Especially yeah. with, if it starts cooling down more, chili sounds even better. Yes, yes. Something nice and hot. Yep. Thanks, Homer. You inspired us. Yes. <laughs> uh, I love The Simpsons. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to mention before we sign off for the week? No, but, uh, well, actually, finals or midterms next week. Be prepared yep. if you're uh, one of our uh, kiddos. <laughs> yes. And, guys, stop asking me when the midterms are. My classes do not have midterms. There you go. They're both nine-week classes. Yeah, the finals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have them at the end. Uh, 
So, guys, don't forget to uh, follow us on our uh, official show Instagram. It's official underscore homers underscore donuts without the apostrophes. Uh, we post the uh, original memes from time to time on there. But if there's anything we can do to make this show better for you, make more enjoyable, send us a little message on there and we'll try it out. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Nope. Get over all that. Sounds good. All right. And until next week. Au revoir, suckers.